The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where we uncover the beauty of your dreams to reveal the truth of who you are. I'm Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden, and so grateful to be with you. And I emphasize the great and the full because it's I'm just full of gratitude that you are with me, grateful for my breath, grateful for the fact that we have the technology to bring us to each other. And tomorrow's, if you're listening in real time, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. It's going to be a very different kind of Thanksgiving because we're in pandemic mode. And I don't know about you, but I've been definitely whining about um, not being able to see all the people I want to see. And I don't know, having a little bit of a tantrum. So I'm going to move through it and get into radical gratitude. And I hope that you'll help me and join with me today. And in a few minutes, um, Nancy T and I are going to bring on an amazing guest that just makes my heart just go kablam. I just explode with gratitude when I think of this woman. And I'm so beyond thrilled to get to have her on the show. Her name's Sue Gans Schmidt. She is a children's book author. She's written so many books. She's like just being around her is, I feel like a creative bunny rabbit that just like so many ideas just start birthing in real time. So I encourage you as you're listening to get a pen and paper or however you take notes on your phone, because you're going to want to take notes. You're, so I guarantee some creative idea is going to pop and maybe even an idea for a children's book. If you've ever dreamed of having or writing a children's book. Sue gets her ideas from her dreams and her dreaming mind. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But first, Nancy T, welcome, welcome, welcome. Are you there? I am sure here. I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> With, I think like, so. Guns blazing. Around. It's me. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. With, car- With oracle cards blazing, perhaps. Yeah. Do you want Which- me to read one now? Sure, why not? Okay. Well, the one I picked uh, was what I probably need to do right now is be woke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. View your life through the eyes of the divine and behold all the love, beauty, health, wealth, and soul-fulfilling consciousness this world has ever known. You have what it takes to truly be woke. And by woke, I think this card means wonder-filled, open-hearted, kind and enlightened. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Nancy. And the way you read it makes me feel woke. It also <laughs> makes me feel like it's a lovely, like a, a bedtime story. So we're gonna be we're gonna be exploring bedtime stories um for your for your kids and your grandkids and your inner children, all the same. That'll come up in just a moment. But let's do a little gratitude prayer. And I think Lola wants to lead it. You might hear her chiming in in the background. She's being very talkative this morning, my little pooch. Okay, let's all take a big, deep breath together and just release and let go of any drama, 
Let's just drop it all like it's hot. Drop it, drop it, drop it. Let it all go. Any bit of whining about not being able to see family in the way that we're traditionally accustomed to. Instead, let's alchemize that in real time and just step into feeling so lucky, getting so woke, as Nancy reminded us to do today. When we get grateful, we get woke. When we become so aware of the millions and billions of things that we have in our lives right now to be so grateful for, drop to our knees, grateful for, then we stop being whiny. We stop being like, yeah, but what if I had more? I mean, yeah, we're in a pandemic. Yeah, that we're restricted. But inside of that, we still have so much, so much, so much. So let's just open ourselves. Let's open the floodgates to radical gratitude, even gratitude for the things that aren't going the way we wish they would be, even gratitude for the painful things, even gratitude for the loss, because every single thing is cracking us open to being more woke, being more present, being more lucid, being more of who we came here to be. Really, if we were really awake, we would be nothing but grateful. So this is my favorite season. And I'm so grateful to be able to share this with you via Unity. I'm grateful for this Unity station for Louie and for Jeff and for Diane Ray and Emmanuel and all and Nancy T. So grateful. I could just go on and on and on. But I'm not on a parallel plane. I am going on and on. But on this plane, I'm going to put a period at the end of the sentence and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Pass the gravy. Nancy T. (sighs) (laughs) Oh my. Do you remember we did a podcast on being gratical? Gratical. Yes. That's what we need to be right now, today and tomorrow and for the rest of the year at least. Oh my God. It's (laughs) so true. I wrote in my newsletter, I don't know if this might sound really controversial, but I've been kind of controversial lately, so why stop now? Mm -hmm. But um, my sister, who is, you know, challenges me very often, but every once in a while she drops a really beautiful truth bomb. And at the beginning of the pandemic, she said, there's so many, there were so many predictions about some radical thing happening in the world. And many people assumed something so radical would have to be on the scale of like a war, like World War III. But instead, we got this pandemic. So on some level, as horrible as this pandemic has been, it's very gentle compared to what a war would be. And it's brought us, it's brought so many of us together. It's made us all more connected around the world. I mean, this has affected the entire world. So we're all on a even level playing field for the first time, really. And so in, I'm, I'm telling myself that this could be a lot worse. And I'm just so grateful that even in spite of the pandemic, I there's there's so many beautiful things that are still happening. What about you, Nancy? Do you think that was completely insane? What my sister I don't said. I think the- I really don't <laughs> think it's insane. But what I can say is I think 
that had this pandemic happened in any other year, aside from maybe 1999. The thing was, we had this buildup for 2020. Mm -hmm. We're going to have clearer vision and all these amazing things. We just thought things are going to be popping and things did pop. (laughs) Some people's (laughs) dreams, (laughs) some people's hopes. No, but, but I just think because we had built it up so much that became, it became more devastating to us. But I do believe it's brought so much more clarity. I know it has for me. And the 2020 vision really has come true. It's just maybe what we're seeing isn't what we'd wished to see. But if you don't see the bad stuff, if you don't see the wrinkles in the clothes, you can't iron them out. Okay? (laughs) And I just say, not that I'll ever iron in the near future or far distance. Um, But (laughs) that was the analogy. Like you can't heal what you can't feel. And all, everything is brought to the surface. I know when when Dana and I, we hosted the Tibetan Oracle back in 2000, was it 2008? I think it was 2008. And we thought, wow, that he's the Dalai Lama's Dalai Lama. Oh my God, this is going to be just, mm. we're going to just have a love fest. It's going to be amazing. And it was, it was a love fest, but it also was like, it reminded me of the the ring. What is that all that um that trilogy of the ring? Um what's that? Do you know what I'm talking about? The oh, sum- I sure don't know. <laughs> God. I love you, but my I don't, precious, I don't lie. my precious. That that whole thing. I don't know, Sue, maybe you're there. You know what I'm talking about. The Hobbit. The Hobbit, the, the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit. That whole series. Yeah, I didn't watch that because it really wasn't that much about rings. I mean, like if it was jewelry, I would have been in. Well, it kind of was because it's like the person who has the ring, it's like it gives you all this power, but it also evokes like your true nature. So the people that were sort of nasty and it was hidden, once once they're in the presence of the ring, it's like, ha, ha. It's like everything gets revealed. So being around the Tibetan Oracle, it was kind of like that same thing where it's where it was a little devastating to notice certain energies that were lying low before. And so we thought they weren't there, but ultimately it's a cleansing. Ultimately, it's it's just a beautiful thing. So on the subject of a beautiful thing, my friend Sue, and she happens to be my neighbor in Topanga, and I just love her so much. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I, I love you, Nancy T. You know that there's just some people that just, you know, when you meet them, they, your heart just cracks open. Sue yep. is one of those people, her website, by the way, if y'all want to take a peek at her and all of her brilliance, it's suegansschmidt.com. It's Sue, S-U-E, Gans, G-A-N-Z, Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-T-T.com. She grew up in in Sherman Oaks, California, and lives in Topanga with her husband and two daughters and three dogs. She's the author of many, many, many picture books, including the popular Planet Kindergarten and Planet Kindergarten 100 Days in Orbit, both illustrated by Shane Prigmore. Sue's the co-founder of a children's musical theater program with another one of my neighbors, Jill, who lives down the street. She's a philanthropist and a space enthusiast. She holds an MFA in writing for children and young adults from Vermont College of Fine Art. And she is a magical human being. And I can't wait to have her be on the show, so I'm not going to wait any longer. Sue, welcome to the Ask Hi, Kelly. Hi, Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. Um, 
you, I just want to say you always have the perfect words for all seasons and situations. And in this lead up to Thanksgiving, I am so grateful for people like you doing wholehearted, compassionate work in the world. Oh, you just softened my heart. See, Nancy, do you see why I love her? You and I are going to fight over her by the end of the show. It'll be like, she's my suit. No, she's <laughs> That's mine. exactly right. I love her already. <laughs> already. Oh, thank and, you, Nancy. One of the things that is so awesome about Sue is, besides all the many things, is she's a dreamer. And she's a dreamer that does. She's a dreamer that takes her dreams and she does something with them. Right. And she's so we've got two books that she's going to share with us and read to us today. So everyone, I hope you put on your footy pajamas, get a blanket and some hot cocoa and cozy on up and don't do any multitasking. Let yourself, let your inner child be present. And Sue, tell us, first of all, a little bit about Now I'm a Bird. Okay, so um, I have to say that um, part of the inspiration for this book comes from difficulty. It came from a time when I had um, decided I was going to head off to graduate school. And during that period, I had to produce an enormous amount of creative work every month, like four picture books and a lot of critical writing work as well. And so when you have to write at that speed, you really have to top it, tap into sort of an unconscious dream space. Um, and so that's pretty much what happened here. I was very, very frustrated with the state of um, people were talking to each other, um, media, the, the, the hate speech and everything that was going on. This was in... 2016, um, 2017, we started grad school. And so I had traveled to, as part of um, my graduate program, I had the opportunity to go to Bath Spa University in England and uh, take some courses at this beautiful, beautiful British manor where peacocks and birds were roaming. And through, um, through part of that experience and reading a, an amazing book by an author, um, a book called uh, uh, Skellig by David Almond, um, which was about sort of this bird-like skeleton winged angel creature. Uh, I went back, came back from Bath Spa and I woke up one morning with this line in my head that started, so it was it started from a dream and it just said, I didn't mean to be a bird. It just happened feather by feather. And so I grabbed my pencil and I wrote this story and I can read it if you like, Kelly, right now. Please read it. I just have to reiterate. Oh, I love that. I didn't mean to be a bird. It just happened that way, feather by feather. It, I didn't mean to be a bird. It just happened, feather by feather. Oh, my God. I'm covered in chills. Okay, Sue, everybody listen up and stop any multitasking, get cozy, <laughs> and nestle in. Here we go. I'll fill you in on, because it's a picture book and the pictures are so important. If there's anything missing, I'll, I'll give you a little side note. Okay. I didn't mean to be a bird. It just happened feather by feather. I tried to hide them, but mom found out. More useless feathers grew and more and more. Soon everyone noticed. Why do I have to look so fluffy? I cried. Dad said, I love your plumage, honey. Mom said, and you are beautiful. Just be yourself. I tried, but people stared and stay away. Even my friends at ballet and birthday parties and at the beach. 
By the end of summer, the rest of my feathers filled in like one big feather duster. I'm not going back to school, I said. Some kids are mean to birds. Mom sent a letter to the parents. Dear parents, my daughter Juliana looks like a bird. It's a rare and beautiful condition. Please discuss this with your child. Thank you. You've got this, said Dad on the first day of school. I know you can wing it. The kids in my class had questions. Can you lay eggs? Where's your beak? Do you like worms? Two kids, big kids from room G chased me at recess. That's when I figured out feathers can be very helpful. Principal Harold called me to come down from the tree. Very carefully, please. After school, I flew away from the questions and the kids and the funny looks, higher and higher and higher. First, it was like being a prima ballerina in the sky, whirling and twirling lighter than the wind. But want to know a secret? Then it wasn't so grand. I didn't have a flock, and the cold gray clouds gave me goosebumps. I wanted my own nest. The next day, the Room G kids wanted to fly me around like a kite. No, I said. They teased me until my feathers shook. But when I looked down, I used my new bird's eye. Those big kids didn't look so big, and their words sounded very small. I stretched my wings and swooped over them. Stop it, I said. Birds are people, too. Yes, they are, said a girl named Daphne. Thank you, I said. Daphne stared hard at my feathers and said, I really like them. Me too, said a boy named Gio. They're very iridescent. Thanks, I said. I guess I like them too. Want to play? That's when I spotted Daphne's legs. I didn't mean to be a lizard, she said. It just happened. We're all something, I said. That's for sure, said Gio. We're all something. Illustration note, you can see his fox's tail. Now when the bell rings together in our fur and scales and feather Sorry, now when, we, when the bell rings, we flock together in our fur and scales and feathers, wild and wonderful. And in the gorgeous illustration by Renia Metalino, um, you see all the children playing in a forest with all their animal parts showing their wildness. And yeah, so that's, um, that's now I'm a bird. And oh, the illustrations are gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. They're so gorgeous. And I am in tears. I loved hearing you read it. It just felt so healing. <laughs> I love that. Aww. I didn't expect to be so moved. I had just as a synchronicity, Nancy, I was sharing with you that dream about the iridescent feathers. Yes. Yeah, that, I know. I, when she said that, I thought of you right dragonfly. away. Oh my God. And that just happened. That was so special. And I forgot that you, that you had that part in this book and feel like it's all just synchronicity. It just makes me feel so in that magic zone, that sweet, sweet spot. Oh my God. How this is so powerful because it's, it's such a fun and colorful book and it's such a great teaching about, about diversity and, and embracing all of that. So how, how has the response been to this book and what do you think kids are learning from it? Um, I think the response has been, been great. Um, I, I, so this book is really also, it's a, it's a message about diversity and it's a message about loving thyself. Um, it, the feathers really represent whether they're internal or external, they represent vulnerabilities that we all have. And I think by the time a kid is like kindergarten is so magical and wonderful. 
and by first grade, kids start to kind of figure out who they are relative to others. And I think that's when they feel their own vulnerabilities and where they can lose their self-esteem and, and feel um, so different from others. And so I wanted to speak to that in this story. And one oh, thing I, Kelly, one thing I speaking, love, oops, go yeah. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, speaking of synchronicity and the magic and how the dream time space evolves in your waking life, I've had some really fun things um, happen with, um, as I was so ex- pregnant with this book and so excited about it coming out in the world. Um, one of the things was that I, I went to sleep one night and I woke up and my arms were covered with feathers, just like in the book, what? just like my main character, Juliana. And I, was like, <laughs> I woke up and I was like, what has happened? And then I realized it wasn't just my arms. There were feathers everywhere all over the entire room. <laughs> what? So, what? Yeah, so it, it was kind of crazy and magical. Um, what I ultimately figured out might be a little less magical. Um, perhaps my dog was moved by spirit, but my my German Shepherd sometimes gets on the bed and scratches the covers. Well, she must have scratched right through to our duvet and opened up um, a hole in it. And so while I slept, I was quietly being covered with feathers. Um, oh my god i would say that is definitely a magical synchronicity i love that story i love it when when um reality imitates art that's fabulous that happened happened throughout that happened throughout there's another there's another um moment when i was visiting my daughter at college in um in washington dc and i had some time to spend so i went walking through the city past the museum and out on the street, as I'm thinking about my book, I look up and there are these giant nests, like like three humans fit in any one of them. That was a display for uh, one of the museums out there. Um, so you know, feathers everywhere. Feathers have been appearing to me wherever I go. Luminescent. Oh <laughs> that is so cool. I love that. I think... Just, I think that synchronicities like that show up when we're in the right place at the right time and doing the right thing and really like paying attention to our dreams. I feel like that's, those are the neon signs the universe sends us. One thing I love in this book that I think can, like, I'm just going to remember it forever is the, is the bird's eye view. Once I flew up high and I had that bird's eye view, I realized all their words were small. So Oh, I love that. Like when we can zoom away from it all and get the big picture, all of the drama becomes small. That's when we don't sweat the small stuff because P.S. it's all small stuff. I think that's a wonderful teaching to kind of just sneak into this colorful, sweet little book. It's a powerful, oh, mystical you. message. Thank oh you God. so much. I think it's so important for kids to to learn that. Um, and, and it's so helpful when it's the, in the form of a fictional story. Yeah. When it's not like, well, this is what you should do. It's like, oh, look at what Julianne did. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we, um, we only have a few minutes before the break, but tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that monster on the block. This is um, a very different story, and yet it's it has as is customary for you and all of your stories, deep, metaphysical, important messages. So tell us about that monster on the block, how it came to you and what what it's about. And then hopefully maybe on the other side of the break, you can read it to us before we get into oh, taking okay. people's dreams. 
Okay, absolutely. So um, similarly, this was one of the uh, stories that emerged when I was also in that frustrated state about how people were were loudly treating each other um, through the media. And um, it, the, the message of this story, while that is a love thyself, this is really a love thy neighbor story. And it's mm. about Monster, who is, um, he lives in a beastly neighborhood, and he can't wait to see who's moving into Vampire's old house. And he imagines that it's a greedy goblin or an ogre with piles of gold or it's a dragon and they're going to have these great bar greasy barbecues. But when the moving truck arrives, it's something I, maybe I shouldn't spoil it. It's something more terrifying than he could have ever imagined. And so he really quickly rallies the other neighbors against this new guy on the block. And um, he's, he's got to come to terms with maybe the new guy isn't as bad as he thinks. And so he has to confront his, his fears um, and look at what it means to accept others who are different from us. I think that this is a message for our times, even politically speaking, (laughs) regardless of what side of the aisle you are nested in to be able to have a little bit, at least a little drop of compassion for the neighbor on the other side of the aisle (laughs) and to not demonize each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's also like, you know, there's some monster in all of us, I think, you know, we, we can all um, Mm. be judgmental toward our neighbors and ourselves, but, um, but it's, it's grappling with our own inner monster as well. I think we could be the monster or the new guy on the block. Right. Or the new monster on the block. And I mean, I would say that this is like a playful way of looking at the shadow and like Mm -hmm. the parts of ourselves that we might deem as ugly or not good, but how can we, we can't heal those things unless we reveal them. And this is such a beautiful and playful way to do it. So I want to make sure before we go to the break, that everyone has your website. It's suegansschmidt.com. That's Sue, S-U-E, Gans, G-A-N-Z, Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-T-T, dot com. And Just give us a few before, I mean, we're going to hear the little music that's going to take us out, but before we do, let's sneak in a few more titles of some of your other awesome books, just so people can know what else you have. I mean, you like go to outer, outer space in some of your books, planet kindergarten. Uh, Yeah. You know, there's, I'm such a space enthusiast. And so, um, planet kindergarten and planet kindergarten, 100 days in orbit, um, it, uh, the, the series is about a young explorer who goes, bo- goes boldly where he's never gone before, which is Planet Kindergarten. And he wow, imagines um, so it awesome. like a grand So we're going adventure. to a quick little break, but when we come back, Sue, will you stay with us so you can read us that monster on the block when we come back? Oh, oh I'd be delighted. Thank you, Kelly. Awesome. Okay, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Get your fleeted pajamas on. We'll be right back. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. 
Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, on this very grateful Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. If you're listening in real time, tis the season. I think it's always the season to be grateful, and but especially now. Especially now, I'm I'm saying this for myself. No more whining, not whining Wednesday. It's wonderful, wild Wednesday, and I am so grateful to be with you. And I've been having such a blast. Nancy hasn't Sue been wonderful? Did you love her book? Now I'm a bird. I did, and you know I'm gonna get. I have to get some of these books for the babies because yes, I read do. to them all the time, and they're back in the fold with books. Yesterday we sat down for the first time, one on either side, and I got through an entire book without anybody trying to eat it. It was, brought, <laughs> it was good stuff. How, how old yeah, are they? So <laughs> they are about twenty months. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. never too early. Never, never too, too early. early. You've no, got and to get I talk get to them these. about all sorts of things. So this will be right up their alley. You've got to get. <laughs> Now I'm a bird, and then you'll have to get that monster on the block. I have a feeling they're going to really love that monster on the block. I think it's mm. a little bit more. It's even, I mean, it's it's boy and girl friendly both, but I have a feeling that the boys are going to love, 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 love it. And I just wanted to say one thing about Now I'm a Bird. It's such an interesting phenomenon because I've I've talked to so many people about flying dreams, and and some mm. people in their flying dreams really can't wait for other people, like want other people to see them fly. Like they're up there and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Hey, everybody, look <laughs> at me, look at me, look at me. And they're frustrated that it's like this alone phenomenon. It's something that we're, it's so exciting. And yet I think it relates to our real life situation. Like when we really excel at something or have a breakthrough, it's so exciting. And then it can also be a little lonely, like, wow, who do I share this with? Are they going to think I'm a weirdo? So some of us, like it's easier to share our drama, um, especially women, I think, than it is to share like, oh my God, I have feathers. I can fly. So I think this is such a great book about being able to share something about like the things were, that are odd about us are often the things that are so magical about us. And I don't know, I think it's it's really important to celebrate these things. Okay. So Sue, before we get into other dreams, let's hear how did that monster on, Oh, you already talked about how that monster on the block came to you and it's through your dreaming mind and your desire to send this message. Why don't you get into, let's, let's read it. Let's have you read it to us. Would that be okay? Okay. Okay. Yes, I will. Okay. Awesome. Um, I should say also that the art, the artwork is so hilarious. Um, hilarious. It was illustrated by Luke Flowers who is amazing. Mm. And uh, if people can look him up, you, you would get quite a delight, a visual delight of all of his art. Okay. Somebody was moving into Vampire's old house today. The house was dark and dreary, one of Monster's favorites on the block. Maybe the new neighbor would be an ogre and Monster would be invited to swim in his mucky, murky swamp. Or a greedy goblin with piles of gold to jump into right up to Monster's snout. No, wait, maybe it would be a dastardly dragon. Monster loved a good greasy barbecue. <laughs> Inside, Monster worked on his welcome growl. Greetings, great to meet you. He peered at the polka-dotted van. The movers took out a trampoline, toted trunks, and unloaded a unicycle. Then out popped Monster's new neighbor. Big floppy shoes, wild orange hair, and a round red nose. 
it was a clown, a clown. And that clown was cartwheeling across the yard. Monster picked up the phone and called Zombie. Beep, beep, boop, beep. Our new neighbor is a cartwheeling clown, said Monster. Mm-hmm, said Zombie. Just what <laughs> I thought, too, said Monster. There goes the neighborhood. Boop, boop, beep, beep. There is a clown living among us, said Monster. Ah, ah said Mummy. Yes, said Monster. Before you know it, there will be more. Beep, boop, beep, beep. Did you see that clown right on our block, said Monster? Rawr, said Yeti. I agree 100%. Clowns are creepy, said Monster. Monster did not welcome Clown to the neighborhood. Nobody did. So Clown went around to introduce himself. Clank, clank, ding dong, knock, knock. Yoo-hoo, Clown called. Monster did not answer. Neither did the neighbors. Clown, Clown left notes along with surprises. Do come by and clown around your new neighbor and friend. Monster got a can of delightful worms. Zombie got a delicious cake. Yeti got a bouquet of flowers. And Mummy got a boing. Illustrator note, jack-in-the-box surprise with the money <laughs> popping out. <laughs> Clown sat on the porch. He sat and waited and waited and sat. No one came around. But Clown couldn't stay down for long. He put on a happy tune, gave Vampire's old house a makeover, and popped up a tent. Monster called a neighborhood meeting. This is out of control, said Monster. And so was the meeting. They're all playing with the surprises that Clown left them. I will scare him away, Monster declared. So at midnight, Monster made a terrible clatter, played his spookiest music, and let out a mighty roar. He even scared himself a little. But Clown did not hear any of it. He was out. Zombie's two-headed cat was stuck in a tree. Clown got him down. Yeti lost one of her dancing shoes. So Clown brought her a new pair. They fit perfectly. And when money's sheets flew away, Clown brought them back. The next day, circus music woke Monster from a wonderfully awful nightmare. Monster called the neighbors for another meeting, but nobody answered. He sharpened his claws. It's time for me to have a word with that bozo. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Past the sign that says Circle School now open. Do, 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 do. That music, it was quite catchy. Snarl, snarl, snarl. A warm, buttery smell made Monster drool. He's popping the Popobot um, popcorn machine. Growl, growl, growl. Welcome, greedy clown. You're just in time for cartwheeling class. And the sign says, welcome to circus school. You're all hanging around with this clown, said Monster. Rawr, hollered Yeti. He's fun for the neighborhood, said Monster. Mmm, shouted Zombie. And zero percent creepy, said Monster. Ah, waved Mummy. Oh, flogger bogger, said Mummy. Fine, Mummy. I'll unwind a bit and give him a chance. Clown helped Monster take on the trapeze, ride the unicycle, and master the cartwheel until the sun settled down. That clown, he was more fun than a barrel of popcorn. The next day, Monster called Clown. Beep, 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 beep. Did you join us Sunday for Sludgeberry Squirrels? Sludge, sorry. Sludgeberry oh, Squirrels, and Tea, beep, said Monster. Beep. Okay, I'm going to... Oh, there you are. So after the beep, 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 then pick up there. <laughs> okay. 
Could you join us Sunday for sludgeberry swirl scones and tea, said Monster? Yes, I'm sure I can juggle it, said Clown. That Sunday, as Monster poured the tea, a moving van pulled onto the block. Another new neighbor, grumbled Monster. Out popped a unicorn. A rainbow-loving, magical unicorn monster growled. Unicorns. He turned to his neighbor. Do they eat scones, said asked Monster. And on the last page, all the neighbors are welcome, have a welcome sign. It says, welcome neighbor. Um, and they're offering all kinds of delights to unicorn, including the sludgeberry scones. The end. <laughs> they look actually delicious. <gasps> I know, right? Cute. Oh, my God. Yay. Standing ovation to Sue Ganschmidt. That's her website, Sue Ganschmidt. I am so in love with this story. It's such a beautiful embrace the shadow within and without story. Can you give us one little tip for people who are listening who have a children's book in them? Give any kind of advice you would give to like how they can take a step in the direction of actually manifesting or womanifesting or dreamifesting a children's book. Absolutely. Um, so it, first of all, write it. I hear from lots of people who have the idea and they've talked about it for years. Just, just write it. That's the first step. Second step, go to the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Uh, the website is S as in Sam, C as in Charlie, B, W, I dot, Org, scbwi.org. This is where I learned about the craft and business of writing children's books, and you can learn everything from them and connect to the most heartfelt, beautiful, kind community um, along the way. Mm, that is great advice. Sue, thank you so much. And I'm so glad you're my neighbor. And I'm so glad that me you too. welcomed me. And I'm so, and I just <laughs> welcome you and all your projects. You're so, you're such a muse. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for being part of our Thanksgiving program today. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. And may everyone's hearts remain grateful um, mm -hmm. through the end of this year and into the next hopeful, positive one. Yeah. And Sue's books are That Monster on the Block and Now I'm a Bird. So go fly, be free, and I'll see you very soon for a mask um, walk, a masked walk. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Sounds, sounds delightful. I, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Nancy. Bye. Oh, thank you for being here. Thank you, honey. Okay, you all you scary monsters. Let's let's take some dreams. So let's start okay. with Denise. Denise, I know you're always fast and furious. And did you get inspired yes. by I'm a bird or now I'm a bird or or the monster book? Of course I did. I used to substitute <laughs> teach. I love children. You know, I never had any. Um, <laughs> still can't stop me from loving them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All um, right, so what dream do you have for I us, Denise? I got so many, and I just I try to do one according to what you're saying, or her auto, mm. auto, article, article cards. I said it right? Article Oracle. cards? Or Oracle. Oracle. When Nancy reads that, I sometimes, but I'm just going to pick one. Like I said, I just got pages. Sure. I mean, I just dream so much till it's just, I'm just dreaming up a storm, and I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> let me see. Let's do the one. Let's do the one with the barn. Okay. I like that one because I want to see what I said. I was at a barn. You know, I talk fast too. I yeah. was at a ranch, a barn. A man had a tractor. I got this written down, so I kind of paraphrase. Mm -hmm. The man had okay. a tractor, and 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 
He had a tractor, and he laughed and was gay. Okay, so then as he had the tractor, he was picking up like a pile of, to me it was mulch. It wasn't hay. Anyway, so I saw him coming and kind of walked away. But after he finished, um, I had some of the mulch in my ears, and I just started mm. digging it out my ears, and that was the end of the dream. Ooh. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was connected to something a little bigger. But anyway, because the ears, you have is. to listen. Okay, let's let's do a quick little jet set. So how, right. what's your feelings? How would you feel about this dream? I felt like how did the mulch, I knew how the mulch got in my ear because I was close. But I thought, well, it didn't get in my mouth. Why did it get in my ear? So when I was digging mm-hmm. it out, no problem. Let me just dig out this mulch. But then I thought to myself, how did I feel? I felt like. How did the most get in my ear? But technically, I knew how because okay. I happened to be around him when he was. Okay. Okay. All right. So maybe curious and, and, and you were able to successfully yeah. remove it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it wasn't so a So let's lot. see. What's the your title? So big. Hmm. I swear that was mulch. Um, I swear that was mulch. mulch <laughs> I swear it wasn't hay. It was mulch. But who picks okay. up mulch with a tractor trailer? But it's a dream. Um, okay. What did you just ask? What did <laughs> you just ask can me? happen. Right. <laughs> what did you just ask me? Okay. Because I'm then, fired up today. I just got this abundance of energy or something. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I can fly. I can fly. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm wired today. Wired up. I can feel it. You're popping. So I'm just going to yeah. I'm just gonna dial in quickly because we're sort of near the, you know, the end of the show. So I'm going to yeah, just dial yeah, in. And yeah. Nancy, I invite you to as well. So the first thing that comes to me, I think any dream that happens – if it were my dream, that's in a natural setting, then I feel like mm-hmm. it's helping me to get connected to my Rad. nature. It's like there's a okay. very distinct difference energetically between like a cityscape versus gotcha. a ranch gotcha. or a barn. So I already feel gotcha. like it's about me getting down to earth and and connecting mm. with with what's true, connecting with my nature. Mm. And this, and 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 having something in my ear makes me think mm-hmm. on one level. Just the reality check is maybe I should go check my ears. Maybe maybe okay. go to the ear, nose, and throat just to see if there's any mulch in there that needs to be cleared out, some extra wax. But then metaphorically speaking, ears are about hearing. And it makes me, it would make me think, where am I maybe not listening? Mm. Maybe there's some kind of a block to my hearing, not Mm. allowing myself um, to be able to receive maybe, you know, the love Mm. or really be able to perceive what's, what's really going on. And so there's something, Mm. some fun wordplay about making hay. Like I'm not making hay. I don't really even know what that means, but, but it, it feels to me like this, the blessing of this dream is that if it's mine, it's helping me to clear out what's in the way of being, being able to be receptive and being able to hear what Mm. is important for me to hear. All right. Mm. Nancy. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I agree with the whole hearing part. Absolutely. And if it were my dream, I think I would look at the fact that it, you were so sure you're like, I, I, it was not, Hey, this is mulch mm. and mulch to me is something that you put in your plants and it's meant to help mm-hmm. them grow, grow better. Right. Yeah. Isn't it meant mm-hmm. to, to flourish, mm-hmm. you know, make everything that you're trying to grow flourish. And so mm. to have that in your ear, I wonder, have you been telling yourself things that will help you grow? And that's just like a reminder of that. Or are there things you need to hear that will help you grow and expand Mm. your garden and be even, you know, more plentiful and bountiful than it was before? Mm. 
So it's either mm. helping you to grow something that's in your ears so that you can grow a better set of ears or or <laughs> it's something that's in the way that's growing that you want to that you want to get rid of. So I think the feeling tone will let yes, you know but what the important part is I dug it out. Yeah, I dug it out. So it seems mm-hmm. like to me, according to what y'all are saying, I'm going to get it because I got that mojo yeah. out. So now let me get this out of my and I got it out and the dream ended. Yeah, yeah, you I heard the message out. and you and took and maybe I, you're going to manifest it. And in some way, exactly. I think this is the beauty. The beauty of dreams is that we can do some heavy lifting in the dream. Yeah. So we don't have to do like we might not we might have like if it were my dream, maybe needed some surgery in the dream but or in life. But because of the dream, you were able to do it. I mean, I know one woman who actually healed her cancer in her dream she had breast cancer and she just kept her breasts kept filling up with this ucky, like mulchy kind of stuff. And she kept rinsing it out. She kept seeing it fill up and she kept rinsing it, rinsing it, rinsing it like over and over until finally it stopped filling up. She went to the doctor and he said, your cancer's gone. So in some way you might have like released something on the level of the dream so that you don't have to deal with it in waking life. But I would, I would suggest there be some journaling. Like, what is it that, what, what was this about? What is it that I can continue to do maybe to keep the, keep it from getting clogged up so I can keep hearing. Um, But let me ask you, what's your takeaway? What are you going to, how are you going to take it to the street? I felt more like, um, I'm the most, you know, I'm on the same page as both of y'all, but I felt like um, really, or what am I not supposed to hear? Is is the moat saying, or are you listening to the wrong people? And they clogged up your ears. Take that moat out and listen right. to yourself. So you can look at it that way too. Ooh, I like, like that. Who's tr- yeah, yeah. Who's listen trying to listen to yourself? Who's trying to, Ooh, that's good. Yes. Get that mm, I like out. That. The of people. Yeah, I like that a lot too. I told, I'm, mm. I'm, one day I'm going to be as good as y'all. I keep telling you that's my goal oh my in God. life. You're our apprentice. <laughs> You're like on the track. You totally are. In fact, <laughs> let me just take this opportunity for a shameless plug. There's Dream Life Coach Training, which I don't plug that often and I should, that's available on my website, Kelly Sullivan Walden. I have a brand new website, so I'd love your feedback. See what you Tell me what you think. And in that, you can click on Dream Life Coach Training to find out how this could even, <clears throat> who knows, maybe be something that you do for a living at some point. You seem to have a gift for it. And while I'm shamelessly plugging, we've got Wild Woman Wednesdays coming up in the Tonight. new year that we'll continue to oh. do. And so there's a Wild Woman page on my website. And also there's a dream festing workshop that's going to happen at the beginning of the new year so that you can yeah, set yourself up to have a dreamy, dreamy new year. All right. So, so thank you, Denise. So the wild, yeah, the wild woman Wednesday. That's not going to be tonight. Oh no, no, oh, we do is. tonight's our final, our final finale. But we'll start up a new gathering that's going to start in the new year. So it'll be every, okay. it'll be the first Wednesday of every month for the entire year. So once a month, wild mm. woman Wednesdays, first Wednesday of okay. the month. Okay. So check it out. Yeah. Okay. And, well, y'all have a happy um, new year. You and right, so, both. Thank you, Denise. Always so wonderful to hear your voice. Can't wait to hear you tonight, you wild woman. Yes. All right. I think I'll be on So there we've tonight. got Anna from Puerto Rico. Welcome, Anna. Hey, hey honey. You got a dream or dream symbol that you want us to dive into? Yes. Um, perdón, si puedo regresar. Si puedo regresar, porque 
She's walking the streets of Puerto Rico. I love how beautiful bilingual she is. Will you wait? I'm going to translate for her until she talks. Okay, so I I just had to check out of this line. <laughs> <laughs> I love it that you take us on a little walk through Puerto Rico. I'm, it's so visual to me. I'm, I love She's it. like, you need to buy another thing. Okay, so, um, okay, so let me just say quickly, thanks for taking this. I've been wanting to tell you about this dream for a month. So here we go. I'm in the store with my mask on. <laughs> See okay, if you can hear awesome. Me. Um, thanks. So, okay. I had a dream that's pretty involved, but I want to just kind of get feedback on like, you know, I'm going to just give you like a little bit um, key, key areas. And basically what happened was um, I was, <laughs> I was in this residential house. Uh, or like the, it was in a residence that was resembling a house, but it was actually, um, it was actually like turned into like an event space where like okay. the foyer, like the entrance way turned into like people taking mm-hmm. off their shoes and like walking through with projects. And then they'd also like put their sweaters in like this, what all of a sudden turned into like a closet, but it felt like more of like a vintage shop. <laughs> I got really cold and um, beloved of mine was there kind of like acting as a guest. Um, Sorry, like as a, as a host for all the guests that were walking through these crazy like wire sculptures and different contraptions and stuff to like bring to this convention that he was a part of organizing, (laughs) like Mm. down the hallway through the house. Like there's this giant like convention hall supposedly. And I was there, I laid down on this like, this um, pinball machine like structure and there was like yeah I got cold and um, he was busy so I couldn't get a sweater and and then I was like looking at all the people's sweaters that they put there that like felt like a store you know like Mm. a vintage shop and I was like really analyzing them whatever so I took out one and I was like kind of grossed out because I didn't think they were going to be like I would want to wear them as something about lice and you know Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're they don't belong to me they're someone else's and they put them there so i can't wear it so i just kind of stayed cold and then i went into his car this police officer shows up and i'm like oh yeah my um my, you know my friend's in there he's just like gonna finish up but this is his car and i'm just sitting in it because you know um i'm just waiting for him and he's like finishing soon and the police officer insisted that i move it so i had to move it to um this like commercial area but before that he looked up and he was very suspicious of what was in the car because he, like, first held this clip to me, to the window. And so that's what, like, got me to roll down the window. And then he was, like, looking in the car. And he was, like, what is this? And he pointed to, like, an evil eye. Mm. It was, like, this evil eye pendant. And I was, like, oh, that's an evil eye. Or I was, like, oh, it's a pendant. <laughs> and then he was, like, what about that? And there was another one. It was, like, and then there was another one. And it was, like, a perfectly tr- perfect triangle, like, in the car. Of, like, three evil eyes. It was so wow. I like never dreamed of symbology like this so vivid so like Mm. apparent and then um then just so you know just so you know Anna we only have like two minutes so um I want to make sure that we give you some reflections and maybe we can do a part two but so so just keep that in mind okay okay well then um okay so blah 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 so I jump in the car with the police officer and then I move back um to the, the house with him in the car 
somehow. And, like, my friend is reluctant to get in the car with the police. He's like, what's going on? I was like, oh, I had to move your car. Um, and then I ended up going through the city on this walk by myself after um, I decided to, you know, I didn't want to stay in the commercial area of the city. And um, and then, and then yeah, I was, like, in this unfamiliar place that I've kind of been before in the city. But then I arrived at my old house, which is my spirit mom's house. And she had, like, slabs of meat, like, perfectly cut on a cutting board. And I was really grossed mm. out by it. <laughs> I arrived mm. at, like, midnight. I was like, Hannah, I need a place to stay. I don't know, you know, I don't know anyone around here, which is strange because that's in my old city, you know. But um, her house was the only place that I knew that was, like, grounding me, um, familiar. And so mm-hmm. then... There was also a thing about like a past broken eggshell on the corner, like on the countertop, and I was stressed out by that. And she was really stressed out. She was like, "Yeah, you can stay, but you know we have to keep the meat out in the open air, <laughs> and we have to keep, like in the eggshell, and like we can't touch the cat." Okay, <laughs> like, so <laughs> so I'm gonna. Do you want me to dive so in because we it. have like 30 seconds? <laughs> Yeah, I tried to okay. do it in a nutshell. <laughs> oh my God, this is so involved. It's amazing the the level of dreaming that you have. <laughs> I think for me, the the main piece that I'm getting, I'm I'm focusing in on the third, the three evil eyes. And there's so many other things we could talk about here, but to me, what if it were my dream, I feel like I'm aware that it's in my back seat, it's in my blind spot. And uh, evil eyes, if it were my dream, they're meant to be something that protects us, and yet it's inherently it's got the the word evil eye so it makes me think and it just makes me wonder what's in my blind spot that that is what i'm trying to protect myself from but it also might be it's like i might need to rethink this my my way that i'm protecting myself and oh my god anna let's let's definitely do a nutshell of this and we'll bring it around next week so we can keep going because this is amazing and i'm grateful for you and your level of dream recall it's awesome denise thank you for sharing your dream thank you it's sue gant schmidt for joining us today and thank you everyone for being with us on thanksgiving this thanksgiving show until we meet again may your wildest dreams come true thank you for listening this is unity online radio the voice of an awakening world If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.